This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile. 5G makes business sense. I'm Wong Xiaoning and this is The Breakfast Grill. The government launched the National Energy Transition Roadmap, which accelerates our country's energy transition so as to achieve our goals of 70% renewable energy installed capacity mix by 2050. This shift is expected to generate investment opportunities for green growth across the value chain to the tune of 1.2 to 1.3 million ringgit. So what does this then mean for the renewable energy sector? Sam Aiden, a listed solar contractor and developer, a key beneficiary, are they? Chao Puyi, their group managing director, answers that question and more. Thanks for coming on again, Puyi. We last spoke last year, so let's let's start with some of the recent headlines. Now, were you disappointed that Sam Aiden bidding as an asset owner was not one of the winners of the Corporate Green Power Program, which allows corporate customers to virtually purchase solar energy from solar developers, especially since some of your peers like SolarVest and Mega First did succeed? Um, for us, it's actually it's not really on the disappointment uh, because that uh, the uh, bidding actually is really stated state first come, first serve. Mm. And also there is a nodal points uh, uh, congestions. If the our failure is actually retracted with the Energy Commission, it's due to the nodal point have been taken by others, uh, uh, beetles. What do you mean by nodal point? Like? Imagery is the injection point. Okay. So that's why that the TMB, there is a, lot, a certain injection point that your land can inject into a certain substations. So our selected land and our selected substations that actually is been taken by others earlier beetles. So, so that is actually... We understand that it's a first come first serve, and mm. also that it's not due to any mis uh, submissions or what. So that's why that we have no choice that we have to redo submissions again. Okay, so let me be clear about this. It wasn't due to the fact that your pricing was too expensive, or that uh, it wasn't a lack of competency and technical it's capabilities not. at all. It's not actually uh, for this round CGPP. Mm. Any unsuccessful bidder actually you can do a clarification to energy commissions. Hello, energy commissions will list down what is the reasons that actually your project is not shortlisted. So we have tracked with them. Actually, basically, only one reason is actually is the connection point have been taken by other bidders. Why did you hesitate to, to bid quickly then since it was first come, first serve? Actually, we submitted at... Uh, 10.04 at 10am is it? yeah via online and via email so when the actually it been uh, submitted actually that all is in queue to the server so that's why for me it's actually it's not late probably it's the luck is not there okay but it's not the end right because I gather that you're making another submission for what's left of the program uh, for us that uh, we think that we are very high chance we are okay. confident on it and since we're on the topic of new contracts current order book 372 million ringgit, a very decent jump of slightly more than 50% compared to previous quarter, right? Thanks to, I think, the addition of a new 50 megawatt large-scale solar program. And this time, I think it's the LSS. But, you know, LSS is all about contract size. They yep. can be huge. But is sometimes there is no money to be made, sometimes even losses. So how is this being avoided in Sam Median's case? Because everybody wants a large-scale solar project. Basically, we talking about there's a large-scale solar project on the margin side is actually not so good, particularly on those projects is under the large-scale solar four program mm. because of this uh, PPA rate of the project developer is relatively low versus the cost of the solar panels has increased that 
in the past years. So that's why the pressure on it is very high for the project developer. Mm. And hence, that actually uh, Energy Commission allowed the additional PPA uh, tenure from 21 years to 25 years. So this is applicable to LSS4 projects. So for the moving forward for this kind of large-scale solar projects, actually um, the next program, actually the current program is a CGPP program. So it's actually it's a willing seller, willing buyer scheme in which that the strike price we can discuss with our uh, corporate consumer what margin Y for the EPCC works actually can be slightly uh, adjusted. Others larger program that going to come out one probably is a direct TPA program or the virtual PPA program. All this actually is become like willing seller, willing buyer. So that is the thing that it can be pre-discussed and also uh, can the competitions of actually the pricing wise actually is, will not be so high already. Will it be eventually be like a cost plus model? Is it already that already at this um, juncture in terms of pricing? I think for LSS4, a lot of projects is in the cost plus basis. Mm. So then what is it, your plus then? Because is that the model that you prefer? Uh, in the LSS4 projects, actually, we prefer that kind of program because there is a high risk of volatile of the panel price. Mm. But in CGPP, lately, the material cost, actually, there is a declining trend. And also, uh, we all have tremendous experience of executing a large-scale solar program. What are the risks? What are the potential uh, costs? Mm. Actually, is, we are very, very clear. So that's why when we put our costing, when we put our pricing positions, actually, we can have a comfortable uh, contingency range. Because if I look at your revenue, your financials for FY 2023, yes, revenue rose $171 million compared to $151 million the year before. But when I look at it uh, on a profit before tax basis, $13.4 million compared to $16.4 million. So margins have actually declined to 7.8% from 10.8%. So I get the sense that the business is either getting more competitive, tougher. Does this explain the margin decline? Because if the cost pressures are less, that must be the case. Um this is actually applicable for this uh, uh, last year. Mm. Last year, that the main revenue contributions actually is mainly from the LSS4 projects. So uh, upfront, we know that actually margin for LSS4 projects actually is lower as compared to the previous year that we, we involved in LSS3 and a CNI project. Mm. So, and secondly, actually the, the cost uh, has increased is mainly that we do a transfer listing that we incur some uh, corporate exercise costs. And thirdly, the cost is actually increased. It's mainly contributed to the administration costs because that uh, we have an increase of uh, uh, staff costs uh, throughout the year because due to the expansions of the companies. So is this 7.8% going to be the future margin or are we going to see actually margin expansion or go back to what was your previous margin of 10.10% or thereabouts? For us, futures one, we can... Uh, maintain 7 to 8% that is uh, we are confidently can do it. Among to our peers, actually, we, we feel that our margin is not so thin. Is this due to the fact that we see a lot of non-RE players into this space in the last few years? And these non-RE players, ironically, all in gas names, <laughs> uh, which take their deep pockets to their, you know, use their deep pockets to their advantage and bid very competitive. We have Vincent, we have Usma, are they spoiling the market for players like you? 
Um, for them, they, they come into this market is because of the decarbonization strategies. Basically, you can see it because their industry is actually is the uh, carbon emissions uh, industries. So that's why they wanted to have a green uh, industry to be participated. And for them, I believe that they are facing pressure also on the... Um, they have better margin in their ordinary businesses and they understand that in this green businesses actually come in a lower margin. But the ultimate direction for them is meant for decarbonization. So that's why that you say that they come in a lower price. Actually, is is they have their own internal strategies. But for us, come back to your question, whether give us a, a pressure to us, the cake is still big enough to be uh, satisfying everybody because you see the national national policy and also our roadmap. The target is still very very huge. Okay. So that's why that uh, for those companies that come in actually mainly for their internal projects rather than their bidding with us for other projects. Okay, we'll come back to the cost government policy. But I, I want to ask, in terms of your corporate strategy, what is more important? Growing market share because the cake is still very big? Or is it profit? What drives you? For us, you, is it wanted to rank one to, or two? Yeah. For me, I my preference is actually number two is the growth, the profit margins because that uh, we are a public sector company. We have to accountable to our shareholders and we also the largest shareholders also. So that's why we expect the more profit to the companies. And secondly, actually, um, for the market share, we always actually have a slice of the market share. So, and we are not the largest market share. Let me show that we have room to improve. On the breakfast grill this morning is Chao Puyi. She is the group managing director of Semit. And after the break, is Netta the silver bullet for the solar players in what has become a very competitive field? BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G makes business sense. BFM 89.9, welcome back to The Breakfast Grill. In the hot seat this morning is Chao Puihi. She's Group Managing Director Sam Aden. Before the break, can the declining margins be arrested? And how challenging is it not to only replenish but actually grow the order book? Let's talk about NETA, the National Energy Transition Roadmap. So we've got 10 flagship projects identified in NETA Part 1. With the most relevant, I suppose, the centralised solar parks co-developed by Tanaga over five states. And even this hybrid floating solar PV, how much of a game changer are these large-scale projects or quite unique projects? And where does Sam Aden fit in? Okay, that is the this large-scale solar project that developed by Tanagar, as you say that. Mm. Um, there will be the the developer. They will fund the projects and they are under pressure of some of the projects to be because it's under Natter Phase 1 flagship and they are the person they, they need to show the result of project completions or else that our Natter will not be Natter. Will not take off, right? So they are the right, I, I also agree, they are the right parties to take lead on the projects and also uh, uh, execute the projects. But... We, our role as Sam Aidens, actually, we are the, we can partner with them. We our rec- track records on our last queue solar development and execution. Because for so many projects, they mm. can't finish by themselves alone. And uh, Tanaga also not an EPCC contractors. They need EPCC contractors or particular experienced EPCC contractors. So actually for us that we we are working very closely with Tanagals and to to participate some of their uh, projects. For 
renewable energy to really take off? And this is more a policy question, right? How important is it for us to develop third-party access with a transparent mechanism so that solar asset owners can sell their excess power to generate extra revenue? Because you're also taking on this role more and more over time. I can see the shift in your earnings. Um, this is actually... A lot of asset owners are expecting this policy to come out because that the demand is there. Because the government direction, we wanted to attract foreign investment to come in to invest on the production line, factories here. And all these MMC, multinational companies, they come in to invest, they are looking for green energy. Green energy, if you really highly depends only on the last cube solar policy that to buy the REC, Renewable Energy Certificates, actually is insufficient. And for the, uh, this foreign investor, the supply of green energy is one of the decision makings for them to be to decide whether they want to come into Malaysia for investment. So that's why we shall take it as an opportunity that uh, with this uh, third-party access policy, mm. government shall actually put up the policy immediately to, so that as a market players, we can promote this for the foreign industry to come in. And so, you're ready to be competitively priced? For us, that we have did so many rounds of a last few solar project. The worst one is the LSS4 that with a low price and a low profit margin that we are also can sell through. So that's why for us that we are no problem to handle this. Now let's talk about financials because we, we touched on your order book, but I'm curious, what is your tender book? Uh, how much have you bid in terms of the projects and, and what's your chances of winning based on historical uh, job wins in the past? Um, currently, that uh, we have uh, Thunderbolts roughly is around uh, 800 uh, millions. So, and um, this is mainly contributed by uh, three main sectors, which is forming from the last queue, which is uh, for potentially uh, this uh, CGPP program. Secondly, is on the uh, CNI market rooftop solars mm. in which that actually is quite encouraging because of the uh, green investment tax allowance have been extended another two years and then the net energy metering scheme also be extended uh, based on the latest uh, budgets and thirdly actually also on the uh, others uh, biogas and biomass projects that actually some of it is actually uh, biomass project actually is continuations on the uh, fit-in tariff mm. so there is a every year there is a fit-in tariff program and we also participate some of the application of the fit-in tariff for Bahamas. And on top of that, also some mini hydro projects that uh, uh, in the markets actually that uh, we are bidding for the uh, EPCC jobs. So this $800 million that you're tendering for, what is your estimation in terms of jobs that you actually win? For us, that actually, we at least we have to secure about thirty uh, percent, One third at least for for these kind of projects. Okay, which then begs the question: What growth are you then expecting for FY twenty twenty four? Because the street, the analysts that cover your stock, they are expecting twenty one point nine million ringgit, uh, which is double what was achieved in the previous financial year, right? Which is only ten point three million ringgit. Is the street too optimistic? Do you think you can hit this figure? I believe that it should be no problem to hit these figures because that they have analyzed some of the order books that based on a secure order book. And secondly, is some of the project actually postponed to the uh, financial years. So let's talk about your share price. Wow, it's been a real winner. From the time it's been listed to now, the stock is up 
300%. And of course, you went from, you've gone to the main board also. So congratulations on that. So there, you know, it's being in the right sector and you're like one of the two listed soya, solar players. I think that clearly works in your favour because renewable energy very hot at the moment. And I looked at a few analyst reports. So some assign a PE of 24 times, while others use price earnings growth of one time. So either way, whichever valuation matrix I look at, it's not cheap. So is there the risk that Sam Aiden will will disappoint, partially because it's also a, a crowded trade? Mm. When they put this kind of valuations, uh, mm. for sure that they actually did their homework already. And for us, that why this our share is actually is so has done so, so well, well is is partially is also because of the uh, encouraging by the uh, nationals uh, policy because of this NATO and also that there is a lot of flagship project. If all this project actually can get onto the ground, actually the the estimations of the uh, performance actually it can be achievable because you can really see that with this NATO on this program all these things actually they need people to to execute but we can't that we import uh, everything we can import material we can import and but the, our labor our skill that to execute projects we can't import we still need to have uh, locals players to 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 de- to do it mm. and look but the time is very short. Now is it the most challenging part is actually execute the last Q uh, RE projects. Is the time is very short because that everybody wanted to monetize their investment. So so that's why they need to find experienced uh, uh, people to do it. If you find the contractor is not experienced or foreign contractor to come in, they need time to get up the team and to understand the locals' requirements and the lo- uh, the connection requirements, particularly like connection to the grid requirements. Mm. So that uh, the advantage that we have is actually we really did so many projects, completed so many projects for us. This is an advantage. And uh, But can you get additional talent? Is, it a, is that a challenge, getting the right people? Because... A lot of our local industry players, be in manufacturing, semiconductor, they always say, you know, labour shortages. And it's not just any kind of labour shortage. It's talented in the right sector, engineers. Is that something you face also still? Um, actually, it's seasonal. Uh, uh, we actually got... Uh, most, we need engineers. We need project managers. Um couple of months ago that we, actually the whole year we are we are doing a lot of uh, recruitment process couple of months ago that we wanted to uh, get people um, is very less uh, uh, applicants because a lot of ongoing projects mm. happenings in early of the year but Lately, there is a lot of applicants submit resume to us and also even the headhunter also submitting resume to us. So, But for us, not only that, because we also put on the training programs, we are not only coming to execute projects. Uh, usually, we open a training program to train them actually to, to have a competent team in order for us that, that when there is projects come, that we, the team is ready to be uh, participate. So in that sense, really then what is the biggest challenge Sam Aiden does face? Because you don't, cost pressures have come back down. There are lots of attractive projects out there. You seem to be able to get engineers to work for you. So what keeps you up at night? Um, I believe that the major uh, challenges actually is that um, 
we we want to have a support for the governments to to get more direct investment because for investment in RE, um, we can invest. Mm. It means that the local parties can invest. The local players are capable to invest. Actually, when we do the investment for the generations which you can asset owner, we actually can earn uh, our home ground money. Mm. While that, um, uh, I understand that um, the government wanted to attract foreign investment to come in, but don't be a forest investment for our energy sectors. They, so you want the industry still to be protected in some way for the local boys? Yes. And for them to boom the, actually the foreign investment, it can become on the supply chain. Mm. Um, there are things that I can see very good one that uh, Indonesia, they do it. They attract foreign investment to come in for the projects in Indonesia, uh, renewable energy projects, but their locals, uh, peoples have to take a stick. Okay, but then do, do you are you of the view that you know you in some measure you want to have some protectionism, but at some point wouldn't you want to be able to compete globally? That's why that is a, we have to strike a balance because now that um, if we have less opportunity to invest in Malaysia, we will go to glo- uh, overseas to invest because it is part of the strategy of Samadans. We will do investment on the asset owners if. Malaysia, we have no opportunity to invest, then we go to our overseas to invest already. So, but my personal preference is we are home ground. We, we have ringgit. For sure, we want to invest in ringgit and get return in ringgit. But despite that now, if I have investment in overseas, and now my receivables is actually dollar. It's much better now. On that note, thank you for your time. Today on The Breakfast Grill was Chow Pui Hee. She is Group Managing Director of Sam Maiden. I'm Wong Xiaoning, BFM 89.9. The BFM Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G makes business sense. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.